when it comes to heating up your business, it's all about making more bacon. And that requires an expert with a particular set of skills. You need a Baconologist. Building authentic connections, online networking, through social selling, relationship marketing, mindset and training. Yeah, that's bacon. Get ready, because we're about to fry up a sizzling success strategy. This is the Bacon Podcast with your host and business Baconologist, Brian Basilico. It's a lot of bees, man. Welcome, everybody. I'm your host, Brian Basilico, and this is the podcast where you learn to make your business sizzle online. So are you ready to fry up some new business? Hey, peeps, I am uber excited. I have a great guest today, and we're going to be talking about how to figure out your business value. What's your business really worth? And today we're going to be talking with Henry Kaskoff of Kaskoff Valuation Inc., and he's going to tell us the journey of figuring out what you think your business is worth to what it's really worth and what's in it for you to know about it. So Henry, man, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, sir. Thank you for having me on. Awesome, man. This is going to be a fun conversation because I don't think a lot of people really understand the scope of what it is that their business is worth. But before we get started, I want my audience to know a little bit more about you and your origin story. So how did you go from serving sub sandwiches to bears to getting people to bear it all when it comes to what their business financials are? Yeah, well, it, when I started working uh, in high school, when I was 15 years old, I worked for a small family-owned sub sandwich shop, and uh, I was up in the Northwest Burbs, and ironically, some bears and uh, bulls players like to go and buy sandwiches there, and a lot of them did have bacon on them, and it was a popular item. So I made sub sandwiches through my early years and learned about business and and and, and always knew from then on that I'd own and um, do uh, run my own company one day. And I love finances. And uh, over time, I've evolved into uh, a business appraiser that helps business owners, uh, like you said, understand what their business is actually worth. That's awesome, man. And especially that you kind of floated some bacon in there on the sandwiches. And uh, I, I got to do that, you know, come on. It, it's awesome. So somebody's needs evaluation. And, and it's like, you know, if you're running your business day to day, you probably don't run into that to know what your business is actually worth. I don't think a lot of people think about it, but what what is it that people, you know, kind of don't understand or what's the, you know, problem that these people have that um, is their perceived problem? In other words, they, they, they're thinking about selling or maybe they're trying to get a loan or something like that. What, what are they thinking in their head that's not really the truth or the right answer? Yeah, absolutely. There, there usually is what I call a triggering event that causes people to think and ask the question, how much is my business worth? Uh, maybe like you said, they're thinking about selling their business or passing it on to the next generation. Uh, maybe they're going through a divorce or a shareholder, you know, buyout or buy-in where they, they they ultimately need to know how much is my business worth or how much is a percentage of my business worth. And, and what they're really asking is, you know, what is called in my world, fair market value, right? What is a hypothetical buyer going to pay a hypothetical seller for this business when everybody knows all the facts and circumstances? And that's where uh, firms like mine come in and, and, and really use the data on the market to, to answer that question versus what many business owners think, well, I think my business is worth this because that's what my gut tells me. Unfortunately, that's not really a market metric for how companies are valued. 
So the perceived problem with this whole thing is the fact that, you know, they're looking at their QuickBooks and they think they know what it's worth based on, you know, formulas like, you know, hey, you know, businesses are selling a 10x annual revenue minus, you know, capped income versus blah, 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 right? I have no idea what I'm saying, but you know what I mean. <laughs> but that's their perceived problem. So what would be the real problem? What is What are some of the things that they don't understand about valuation that they need to understand. Yeah. And it's difficult because you can Google and research things on the internet and find some kind of a multiple to apply to a business and think that it's very much that simple. But really, when you think about what a business is worth and what a hypothetical buyer is buying is, they're buying the future profits of the business. Historicals matter, but really any value in the sense of the word is all of the future profits of that business. And, and it's not as simple as, well, take your profits and put a multiple on it. That may be an approach, but that two parts of that equation are very important. One, what is the actual market multiple? Not what you read on, online or what your buddy says on the golf course, but what is an actual market data for that multiple that's supported in the marketplace? And then the other half of the equation, which everyone always neglects, is what are your true earnings? What are your true profits after you adjust all the expenses and the revenues to get to a clean earnings to the owner? And so you, that, those halves of the equation really is where we appraisers spend a lot of time looking at. So I think one of the perceived problems is, is like, you know, you pay yourself X amount of dollars. And as a business owner, right, yeah. if you have an S corp or you have a corporation, I mean, it's one thing, your salary is one thing, but then there's the profits that flow through. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, in, in trying to minimize your tax burden, you tend to pay yourself less and spend more money and yep. things of that nature. And I think that kind of clouds the whole, you know, vision. Absolutely. One of the main adjustments that we make in any valuation is we adjust the owner's salary to what we call market levels, right? So if imagine two extremes, one owner that takes $0 in salary and takes the, the chunk in profit for let's call it an S corp, or the other end of the equation where the owner takes, let's say a million dollars in salary and zeroes out the profits, right? If you're looking at just the, the what's reported on your QuickBooks, that's going to distort your picture, you know, one way or the other. So what we always do is we, we analyze what is the market compensation for this executive in this seat based on their experience. And then that is what we put for the salary portion. And then the rest flows into profit because that's, again, ultimately what we're valuing the business on is those what I call clean or adjusted profitability levels of the company. Yeah, it totally makes sense. So let's talk about you know, the scope of what it is that you do. What is the solution and how does this work? So, you know, say, you know, you want to sell your business or like you said, you're going through a divorce and or, you know, you're trying to go to a bank. I mean, what what are the things that you look at? What what are the, you know, forensics that you kind of see? Great question, right? So I always put myself in the shoes of if I, Henry, were to buy this business, what would I want to know? So it kind of goes into you know the, the finance bucket. So your tax returns, your accountant prepared financial statements, your internal QuickBooks or other software. I ask for all the financial data, data on your customers and operations. And then I also ask for your shareholder agreement, um, a summary of your business strategy, really to get a whole picture of, of, the, of, the, of the business. And, uh, and after we dive through the data, uh, I always set up an interview and I try to do an interview on site at the client's business so I could really get a sense of the operations, the culture, the staff, and, um, and really get a sense of if I were to buy this, what kind of, what am I getting myself into? And, and the process, it, it sounds laborious, but really I keep it as simple as possible. You give me the information, we have that meeting, and then the rest we take care of ourselves. Um, 
because uh, business owners have 10,000 other things to do than talk to appraisers, right? And so um, the turnaround time as well is something that always gets asked. And, um, you know, it could be several weeks to, you know, four weeks, if, if, if five weeks, if things are com complicated. But if you have the data ready, um, we make the process pretty darn simple. So um, we get a good understanding of the businesses and then get the client an actual market reflection of what the business is worth. So based on that, what are some of the things that you've seen that maybe business owners A, are unaware of? You know, I mean, have you discovered like somebody embezzling something and all of a sudden, or have you run into, you know, an owner that is just so full of themselves that they um, just suck money out, take yeah. loans out on things and all this other stuff. And now all of a sudden the guy comes back and it's just, you know, basically you're looking at a bowl of, you know what? Yeah. Unfortunately, I've seen, I've seen it all. And, and where business owners, you know, they have other shareholders and they take funds out as quote unquote consulting expenses, or maybe they finance their hobbies through the business and they pull money out that way. I've actually worked on litigation matters where owners were flat out embezzling and stealing money and making checks out to cash and, and taking that out. I mean, we've seen some pretty interesting things, but what we typically see in many businesses is, you know, you have the business runs a car, you know, the personal auto through the company. Maybe they take a family vacation and the expense part of that through the business. That's part of our regular analysis is to really dive into the historical performance and, and get those what we call non-operating or non-business related items out. So we get a clean reflection of what the normalized profits are uh, and then that way, again, we value it because like you said, if, 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 if you're taking this business owners taking all this money out and there's no earnings on which to value the business. And, and that's part of the valuation of process is really understanding the, 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 the numbers and the adjusted earnings so we could then value the business. Okay. So now go through kind of like, you know, what are the steps that the owner needs to take and the steps that you take to get to that final number? What what does that look like? And how does it change over time? And when you walk in, you say it's going to take four weeks, it takes yeah. two months, or maybe it takes yeah. a month and a half. I mean, you know, what is it? Yeah, you know, as many businesses, they're going to fall on a spectrum of very organized and have their data readily available, or they're scattered, you know, scattered all over the place. So to the extent that the client has their financials in order, they get that to us, you know, that's very, very, um, they'll get the process started. They'll get the ball rolling. And um, there's inevitably going to be follow-up requests and questions that we have to, to more understand um, certain aspects of the company. But I want to make it as simple and easy as possible on the business owner where all they have to do is give me the information, meet with me for an hour, hour and a half, and then we meet at the end to go over the numbers and explain all the valuation process. Now, now here's one thing that I, I think business owners need to consider, and, and it relates to the scope. Okay, so let's talk about the scope of what you provide as far as services go. I mean, from you know, basic, just look at the QuickBooks, give them a rough idea, to you have a legal obligation where you're next on line for the numbers you provide. Yeah, that, and then this is, I think, one of the biggest takeaways that I think listeners should get from this is that there's different scopes of evaluation project. You know, traditionally, a business owner may think, yeah, I need to get a valuation and it's going to cost an arm and a leg and they're going to prepare a 100-page report and, you know, I don't need that. I just really need an estimate. Well, that, that's where, you know, where I found this need in the marketplace is, yes, we can do that full-blown valuation report. And you need that report if you're doing valuations for tax returns or if you're in a litigation setting or a divorce setting, you might need that full-blown valuation. But if you're a business owner that just wants to get a sense of what the business is worth, you know, get a rough estimate, maybe what's called a limited appraisal 
is a better fit for you. And that limited appraisal, you know, one big difference is you're not paying me and my team to write you a huge report. You know, the second difference is we're not diving as deep, but you still get a very good estimate of what the business is worth that you can use to do some internal planning, maybe talk to your financial advisor and, and develop a plan, maybe start negotiations with a potential buyer. Um, and if down the road you take that limited and for whatever reason you need to prepare a full valuation, we can do that. Uh, but if you don't, then 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 that's limited scope may be the best option. Mm -hmm. And one of the things, and I'm gonna kind of tie this back to myself. So we're putting our house on the market, right? I'm scoping out what's going on in the market. I see what houses are available, what they're you know, what they're listed at, what they're selling at. And I I look at myself and I say, okay, I think my house is worth X. If I'm correct, and maybe I invest, you know, 10% or 20% of the house's value and put that in and do some upgrades, you know, change the floors, mm -hmm. new carpet, mm -hmm. paint, whatever it is. And I put that up. Now, all of a sudden, you know, I'm spending a little bit of money, but I think the value of the house goes way up because it's move-in condition, which means more people are going to fight over it, which means that the price of the business may actually go up. So what part of the valuation process do you see as preparing somebody to sell a business and then fix some of the problems, you know, the leaky faucet, the crack in the wall, the paint, that kind of stuff? Yeah, that's a great question. And that's part of the valuation process is, we look at businesses in the actual industry that the subject company operates and we compare that your business to that of every other in that marketplace for which we have data and we can see how much larger or smaller are you are your profit margins larger or smaller are you spending more on this item versus the industry how do you compare in terms of certain financial metrics and that's another word is saying is in your house analogies, is your house the prettiest house on the block or is it a fixer-upper or somewhere in between? And, and as part of the valuation process, we can identify process, where this business stacks up on this universe of companies in your industry, in your segment. And, 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 and if you get the valuation and, and, and if you get the valuation with enough lead time before, ahead of time, let's say, with enough lead time sale, before, let's say, a you have time sale, to improve the business. You have time to improve sales consultant, hire the sales. Maybe sales there's marketing to the sales. Maybe there's marketing about marketing and then talk to somebody about marketing and and brand PR improvements, brand you know improvements, and you know it allows you to window dress. It allows you the company for window dress and prepare again. What is the buyer buying? The buyer is buying future profits. Buyer to the extent you can make those future profits, you can more predictable, larger, predictable. There's some growth embedded in there. That's what's going to bump up the value. All else being equal. Exactly. I think that if somebody sees, you know, steady income over 10 years and then all of a sudden they start to see, you know, it's been steady for 10 and then three years of constant growth. Now, all of a sudden it's like, wait a minute, this business is starting to explode. I need to get it at the time when it's exactly. going to be worth more after exactly. I purchase it. Exactly. Yeah. So with that being said, so say somebody goes through the valuation process. You know, what are some of the outcomes that you've seen? In other words, what are the things that a valuation can do? Does it help the owner run the business better? Does it help them make more money? And give me a success story that you feel kind of really, you know, exemplifies the whole purpose for doing a valuation. That's a great question. And there's one that we worked on recently. It was a couple that was in their mid-60s. They were looking to eventually sell the business and they wanted just to get a sense of what it was worth. And, and they've been grinding. They've been, the business has been, like you said, you know, 10 years of stable operations, but nothing that'll you know, blow your mind out of the water. It was, it was a good business. 
Um, they got, they hired me to do a, a limited appraisal. We get them an estimate of value and, and their industry then starts to take off. And they start talking to potential buyers, maybe, you know, um, get a sense of what the business is worth. But the, as they're talking through buyers over three, six, nine months, the industry grows. They first grow by 50%. Six months later, they double. Six months later, they double again. And in the meantime, they have me look at the business every quarter, every six months, just to keep giving them a sense of what the value is, is worth as they grow. And, and, you know, one, they got lucky, their industry grew, but two, they really focused on the metrics that they can control. They got a sales focus. They really honed in on their gross profit margins and kept that profit number growing too. And so from the time that we started talking to them to about a year and a half later, maybe it was uh, maybe two years later, their business more than doubled in value. Uh, They had two buyers that were competing to purchase them and it became a bidding war. And now this couple, again, nicest couple, they've been trying to retire for five to five years at least, but never really got to that place. They really focused in on, on what they could control. They got a little lucky with the market. And uh, I know for a fact that they have retired, they are loving life, and they were able to, to pass it on to a business that was able then to keep the employees, not just you know these you know companies that buy up and, and hire the staff. No, they, they found a really good buyer that's going to take care of the staff. Um, and they got a great payout. And that that's, makes me feel real happy when I hear that type of story. That's awesome, dude. That's a Disney style ending. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So speaking of Disney, if somebody wanted to be entertained by you yeah. a little bit more <laughs> and wanted to get in touch with you and kind of, you know, talk through, you know, either learn more about valuation or find out maybe what their business is worth, how do they get a hold of you? What's the best way for them to do that? Yep. Uh, yeah, you can find my website. You can Google. It's Kaskov Valuations. It's K-A-S-K-O-V. And then the word valuations.com. Uh, you could find me on LinkedIn at Henry Kaskov. Um, and I am always happy to pick up the phone, talk to you, answer any questions you have, uh, and uh, see if, if I and my team can be of help. Henry, this was great, man. Some deep information about you know getting your business set to sell or at least dealing with some some hot issues you came on and dropped some really great sizzle and hot bacon knowledge bombs on my peeps man i appreciate you coming on it was fun i look forward to talking to you again soon awesome thank you for having me on i had a great time thank you for letting us sprinkle some bacon bits into your brains once more learn more about this podcast and our guest experts at baconpodcast.com have questions send them to askbrian at baconpodcast.com. Until next time, keep sizzling. And remember, it's all about the bacon.